You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But yeah, it's a Miller Lite kind of night. I mean, this was, I think, $9 for a 12-pack, and it's legitimately good. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. And I don't know, good at our job version of the Touchline Media Group because we don't get humiliated in our nation's league games. That's right. That's right, folks. We don't. Maybe they do in England. Who's to say? Wouldn't know about that. Um, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with esteemed panelists, Ben and Kevin. Um, you know them, you love them. We have stuff to talk about, I guess. I don't even know. Um, we, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Um, they've been doing Amex recently, which is nice. It feels classier than we are. Um, I don't have an Amex card. I don't have an Amex card. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's because I'm not, of, I'm not from the, the right family. Uh, yeah, we, we, we don't have the right last name to get <laughs> Amexes. Um, but, uh, but we are here to talk about a meaningful competition game, I guess. Um, no. <laughs> no. We, uh, dear listener, this, this, we are recording this on Tuesday night. Um, this will go up as soon as, as soon as it can. Um, nobody here is sober because that game, that game was given as exactly as much, um, respect as as it deserved so i i have a friend a friend of mine who's who's definitely a soccer fan he's 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 big on the classics like he loves like the samba brazil teams like he he is he's a champagne soccer kind of guy he doesn't he doesn't you know he's not in the mud no, he's not in the mud, but he was excited for this game. He was texting me earlier. He's like, oh, the boys. He was like, feeling the momentum. I'm like, dude, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, we should, like, don't get off the plane. I didn't even know. I knew the field was going to be bad because I saw the Canada game last night, and it looked like the weather in that part of the world just, like, really wasn't changing. I am I understand that it's different countries. Are you into but, weather, Kevin? Yes, but, but generally speaking, like, it was going to just be brutal, and there was nothing to learn. Like, what <laughs> – Playing this game would be like if you, all right, you're preparing to, to you're, it's about to be game one of the NBA playoffs and you go to practice and you're getting ready to go. This is, this is as important of a thing as you've done in your careers, but because of the, the, the 
conference that you're in, you're an Eastern conference team, not a Western conference team. And for some reason you have to wear mittens while you're preparing to play in the NBA finals. That was like playing basketball with mittens on. You were playing basketball, but not in the way that will actually like translate to like the game when you really play basketball using your hands. That's what that field was and what this game was. I'm going to give you an analogy um, from, from, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I know they're aware of one of us. I, they, I think, blocked me at some point in my personal account. But MGO blog a couple of years ago, when they described Michigan State, it was a 2017 year that Michigan State played a ton of games in like driving rainstorms. They, the, the way they described it was um, Michigan State is no longer playing football, and it's not their fault. Like they didn't choose to stop playing football; they just, by by reality, started playing papaya. Like it's a, it's a it's a similar game. It's just not exactly the same because it's being played in a hailstorm. Right. Um, like every college football season, there's always that hurricane game where like the game should probably be canceled, but they play it anyway, and it's just it's just a ton of fun, and everybody's sliding, and that's exactly what this game was. You didn't learn it. Well, I don't say you didn't learn a thing. You didn't learn much, and it was just thoroughly a blast. Uh, so I enjoyed I, every minute of it. I I think that. We learned, I learned a little bit about the, the grit of some of the players on our team, but as far as having fun, it was just an anxiety ridden affair because we're injury prone as is. And now we're, we're playing on this field and it, the game got very chippy. Like, again, this is super chippy. I was, I was going to say, I, I remember we're all, we're all, uh, Red Wings fans, um, to some extent or another, we're aware of the Red Wings. And I, I always remember growing up, like there was like a concept, like, you can either win the game, but if you can't win the game, you got to win the fight. And a uh, friend of the pod, Nico, is here tonight. And as we were watching that game, I was like, well, at least we won the fight until until we got the equalizer. Um, I was like, well, it felt like we were winning the fight. We didn't win the game, but, you know. Look, I, I'm probably I'm being kind of like playful with how little that game prepared us for the World Cup. It, that game was not played with a friendly intensity. So for what that's worth, like it was an intense affair. Like it doesn't teach you how to play like fast and beautiful soccer, but it showed me that Eunice Musa in really bad condition. Like Eunice Musa is not on my home team only list. Like, like players who would do. He's ready for it. Oh yeah. He's ready for it. Like, like Sergino Dest wouldn't want a part in that game. I feel like Pulisic struggles on the road in CONCACAF. Um, I don't think that that would have been a good game for Reyna if he was healthy, but like Eunice Moose was up for it. McKenny came on and balled. He hit some gorgeous passes. Like you kind of learned like, okay, who, when, when you're down one, nothing against Wales in the, in the opening game, like who can you count on at halftime to be like, all right, like we're going to dig ourselves out of this. Like it's those guys. Eunice Musa, I think, is a hell of a talent. And the fact that he shows up to play against that team in that stadium in this circumstance and puts in that kind of effort says a ton about his character and really, I think, where his career can go. So that's, a that's a I think, a legitimate thing to learn tonight. Yeah. Do you, get, do you guys want to do the, uh, the, the, the lineups or no? Or Ethan Horvath. Yeah, go ahead. Read it okay. off. Okay, so we, we started with Horvath and goal. He had a he had a game. Um, I like 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 let's just do it. Let, let it, we need to do it. He he looked like a child, um, and not like the fun three children in a keeper kit, but like he didn't understand what his job was on the field. Well, remember remember when Tim Ream there was like the the Tim Ream boner TM. It was like once a game he would just have some horrific thing. I think we're at the point where Ethan Horvath has like the once every three or four game boner. And it just, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should choose a different word, but. Uh, I, I understand I, what you're saying. We but... got it. We got it. The three children boner. We're, we're, we're with you. <laughs> well, and you know what? Tim Marim, when he has a really bad back pass, like it's picked off. Well, you know what? The great news is there's still at least a goalie behind that and maybe a, a corner maybe there's a and there's like a center back that he was trying to pass it to can maybe cover it it's not an immediate goal when you're a goalie and you just like shut off <laughs> just like brain shut down like like the the meme there is obviously going to be uh like fifa 22 when you're when you're control when you're when you're when your keeper like logs off and it's just like 
Right. I will give credit to the El Salvadoran player. That was actually a decent bit of worse. Or Horvath, the way that that set up, it was just such a conventional you play across. So that's what Horvath set up for. And yes, it's probably, it's, I, I'm not a goalie. I'm not a goalie coach, but I'm sure like one one is like cover the near post, but it just felt like so routine. Like, Oh, the ball sprayed wide. It's kind of recycling. It just felt like that was going to get looped in. And Horvath was like setting up in this, in his box to punch or, or, or collect this cross. And the dude's just like, Nope, sneaky time. And he just laced one short. Well, yeah. it, it was too mean. To, it felt too mean to do it, but like, when Horvath's head goes down, that like this is the moment he realized he's not going to the World Cup. You know what I mean? Like a little bit. But that's what that moment was. And he's like what, probably like three hundred and like sixty days removed from like his nation's league penalty save. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tough um, for him. That's not great. Um, but I, I I will say, like, as much as like we wanted like do jokes, like Aside from that, do you remember him doing anything other than making passes that made you like a little bit concerned because they weren't getting to where they needed to as quickly as you wanted them to because the field was made of paste? Yeah, but it's like save. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, yeah. His his distribution was not great. I mean, you can some of it was the field, and also I'm, I'm sure that you can't shake from the back of your mind like that first goal, not just like within the context of the game, but like you said, Asa, like bigger picture, like he needed like a perfect performance to, to stay in contention for that roster spot. And he kind of, that would probably be eating at him real time. So that may have influenced his game, but. Yeah. Because the, the thing is, is that he and Sean Johnson each got a game and Sean Johnson didn't get stuck in the mud. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and actually looked good. Yeah. Um, like, the, like I think the way Ben put it on, on the pod was like, um, Sean Johnson looked like a fine version of Sean of, of Zach Steffen and Ethan Horvath here looked like a Matt Terminer who couldn't make saves, which is like sort of not what you want. Right. Um, like, there's mistakes and there's mistakes. Like Matt Turner's mistake was hitting the ball too short against Canada. And it, and yeah. Forgetting to cover the, the net. <laughs> right. Like, like, like they're, they're like, um, the, the, like in, like in football, right? Like there's like, oh, I, I, I overthrew my wide receiver to the wide side and, and the safety made a great play. And then there's like, I threw a duck on an out route on my own 20. It's like, that's a pick six. And, and, and Horvath, Horvath threw a pick six there. That was Um, tough. But, but, and, and it's a shame because I like Horvath. Um, but like that was like, that's like a, a loud mistake. You know what's funny is that there's a, there's still like a very good chance that he may be the starting goalkeeper for a Premier League club in what when's the league start back up two months because I thought that they're that what's their start who's their starting goalkeeper yeah, he's trying to force his way out right yeah. I mean unless they've got money to go and sign someone which I mean you think they would in the Premier League but not yet they don't yeah. have you guys seen uh, uh, Love Hard on Netflix no. Okay, actually, it's a anyway, it's a halfway decent like Christmas chick flick type thing. But there's a scene in it where um, something uh, they put a, a a wedding announcement in the paper, and they're like pretending to be married, not like real. So it's a small town, so they have to go around to every newsstand in the small town and steal all the newspapers. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you say it's so, called? It's Love Hard. Yeah, I've definitely watched this. It's okay, hilarious. It's actually pretty good. It's um, good. No, yeah. it's a good movie. I feel like that's what Ethan Horvath is trying to do right now with like clips before it gets back to Nottingham. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Sorry, sorry, it, sorry, England. Uh, you're confused. Is uh, it like wasn't a, it? Is it like a lifetime like holiday movie, Christmas movie? I don't know. It's a, it's like a an Asian stand up. I've seen him do stand up, and he did like a like a, a basically a, a Christmas rom com. I think it's a major Netflix thing. I don't know. Wait, is is this the one with uh with Jin Yang from Silicon Valley? Yes. Okay, I, I I did think that it looked dumb enough to to maybe maybe watch. So, yeah. Um, Jin Yang is great. I, I don't know if you guys watch Silicon Valley. He's the best part of that show. Um, he's the best part. Him and T.J. Miller are the best. That's part. how you know this game just was really deprioritized by all of us. We've like gone off onto a tangent now about like Netflix specials and like. <laughs> Um, okay, so so let's talk let's talk about the center backs. Um Aaron Long played because apparently everybody's hurt. 
Um, he shouldn't. He's not very good at this anymore. It's okay. He, goal wasn't his fault. Fine. Whatever. It wasn't Reggie Cannon, though. Come on. No, I mean, no, no. He should have covered the near post. I'm like, what are you talking about? Should have covered the near post from 10 yards from the sideline? He, like, like he, he, yeah, yeah, are you supposed to steer him central? Like, yeah, sh- shade, shade him, like, shade low so that he just, like, dribbles straight to the top of the 18. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be an announcer. It's tough to talk for two hours straight and not say something dumb, but come on, man. Yeah, I mean, we, I will say that we talk for an hour straight all the time and, and say things that are dumb, but, like, you know, whatever. That's, that's, that's real life. Um, I thought Carter Vickers, I, I will say that Carter Vickers, um, I, I thought played fine, played well even. What I really liked about him is he seemed up for the, for like, yeah. as someone who's not, I, 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 I'm going to hesitate here because people are going to call me racist or whatever, but like Cameron Carter Vickers is not from America. Um, like he's from a different soccer culture. Um, and he was up for it. He was up for the CONCACAF bullshit of the whole thing. Right. Wait, you can't tell me there's not been like, a you know uh, a cup game in against Millwall or something where he's haven't had like had to play on a crappy field right like he's, before he's 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 built for the mud yeah he he like I mean and this is it's probably like simplifying things but I feel like, like he's like a stocky guy like if he had chosen to be like a rugby player like I think that he could be like probably a world class rugby player as well like he has the build for like hey it's gonna be like gritty. Like if he, if he had to if he had to go down to a three point stance and like put his hand in the dirt, like I have no doubt that the guy could like hang. Dude, so, I mean, in a different in a different lifetime, that that dude's putting on getting up to two thirty and is clearing people out of the B gap. Right. So so I have yeah he he was up for the game and it, like I don't I haven't watched a lot of him but I feel like it all like fit together. He plays in like the the Scottish Premier League and like. I just imagine that that's, you know, it's like a hybrid of, of, of you know, of football, football, and soccer that they're playing over there. So, like, there it, it worked for me. End of the game where he just, like, you could see him kind of, like, work his knee, like, forward, like, by inch by inch until he finally just levered the guy out of the way and, like, just took the ball. I'm yeah. like, right, you, you've got this thing. You, you've got this field to get out. Um, so, so, I actually, like, like you know, We've, we've, we've talked about, like, there's, there wasn't a lot to learn from Papaya Ball game, but, like, I thought that he was up for it. I, I, I like him as a fourth center back option because I'm still of the opinion that John Brooks is the third, but whatever. I, I think, like, big picture, he he kind of – I think that he, he came into this window and he was kind of, like, as, as described, like, as expected. Yeah. Sometimes you get guys who are playing – so he's playing at a, at a high level, but he's not – not starting for like city but he's starting for like a very good club in a competitive league we've had guys like that come over who just don't quite like alfredo uh, morales would be one where like on paper it's like well we had no one like he should be starting but like he it just like didn't work out i feel like carter vickers came over and did like a really good job to kind of solidify that hey like i can produce and play and mesh with this group pick me let's go yeah. The floor is I'm a competent professional center back. Yeah. Yeah. And and he cleared that. Aaron Long did not. I'm I I it's it's a shame because like Aaron Long was my was for so long my answer to the question of like you're a Euro snob and, and my answer was like, nope, I really, really like Aaron Long. And and now now it's not so good. Um but I guess now it's Walker Zimmerman. So you know. yeah. It um, is Zimmerman. Yep. Uh do you guys remember Jedi doing anything other than like running straight and then crossing the ball to nowhere. This is a he so Jedi likes to play with the ball very far from his body, part, mostly because he's he's generally faster than the guy he's matched up against. He 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 has very that would be fun eyes. against Kyle Walker. By the way, what's that? That's going to be a lot of fun against Kyle Walker. I I, I know. <laughs> because I'm a weirdo and I don't watch the Premier League, even though I watch as much. I, I watch probably soccer in the top like tenth of a percent of Americans, but I barely watch the Premier League. Is Kyle Walker very fast or very slow? He is, he is very very fast. He, he is, is very fast. Is okay, very that will fast. be then. That, okay, so then that was a a joke Asa made. It, it was. Uh, I, I I am on my third truly. So jokes <laughs> jokes can happen. Uh, Kyle Walker used to play for Tottenham. Uh, then he didn't. 
and and Tottenham hasn't had a competent right back. So for Robinson, he plays these long touches from his body that he can get to. And I think that with, you know, when you're playing in like a muddy cow pasture, like it's an inconsistent playing surface with lots of stops and starts with how the ball is going to roll across it. And I think that kind of screwed with him too. Like he didn't feel comfortable taking those long touches that he would run on to. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I, I, really, I mean, obviously he's our best fullback by our country mile, but I, I'm never that impressed with his crossing. He gets in good positions to get him in, but they don't find people very often. So I don't know. I don't really remember much from him tonight, but I don't recall him finding anybody with any of those. He he's getting to the point with me where like I'm not a belief like I'm I'm a believer that you like it as in in terms of crossing right like I think that there's like ten people on earth who can actually pick out crosses and the rest of it is just like put it in the right ish area and hope something works out and I think he's just firmly in the I'm going to put it vaguely in the right area and hope so- it finds someone but for the for the U S men's national team we tend to not play with a guy who can go up and get it. Um, we started with one tonight, but he didn't. He we'll, we'll get there, but he he didn't he didn't look good. Um, but but we're not we're not judging people on this. But I, I thought Jedi like this was not his game. Maybe you're right about like playing with the ball away from his his body. Like this just wasn't it for him. Um, Reggie Cannon is not good going forward. I, is that a hot take? Are, are we done? Are we done with with? Yeah. yeah. He, the right center back. Yeah. Um. So I, I I think, but and and also like, but I think his def- his defense is actually when you play. I think he and Aronson actually have to play together. Um, because Aronson is so far forward and does so little in transition that you need someone who's hanging back a little bit more. So I actually don't mind him as the player who plays when we go with the Aronson ten eight slash ten midfield. Um, we'll get there in a second. I didn't, I didn't think, um, I, I think that that's the way you can make that work without completely sacrificing your defensive shape. Um, and, and as for the, the goal, it wasn't Reggie Cannon's fault. Like it, it, he did his job. He got the guy to put a ball vaguely into the center and not dribble him. It's Ethan Horvath. No. Yeah. Um, and, and, the I, we'll, we'll talk about the substitution to a uh, as far as I could tell a one uh, a, a, a two what was it a two three four yeah oh a, 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 a one two three four a one two three three or whatever it was I liked it when we got the red card um so so the the uh, in the midfield um the uh. The Tyler Adams looked like he was having a blast. Like he was like a kid playing in the snow. Um, I think like Ben, you like you put it at put that in the in the chat or maybe you tweeted it. I don't remember. But like he looked like he was just like having the best time. Like he was just like sliding all around and having fun. I appreciated that. Well, I think that this game is one of those where you either kind of go in and you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a professional. What am I doing? Or you just kind of throw yourself into it and you're like, what the hell? Let's slide around in some mud. <laughs> I love how this is like like Group A of the Nations League for our confederation. And you're talking about, oh, God, I'm a professional. Like, I have to do this shit. There's like, there's, there's tons of professionals in like the in like the third tier of the UEFA Nations League that are like fighting tooth and nail to try to get promoted. And we're just like, oh, God like why am i here like i should be in like the should be in the mediterranean right now like well that's the thing is that like yeah like the, the like i'm just going to use an, an an analogy here just because it's something i understand pretty well at this point um israel's national stadium in haifa is very very nice they are in the second division of uefa's nations league um like it's or or Scotland is 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 traditionally been like sort of a yo-yo team in 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 UEFA Nations League. They have very very nice um, stadiums. Uh, what we did tonight was not um, good, really. But Tyler Adams Tyler Adams had a blast and didn't get hurt, so I'll I'll take the win there. And you know what? Every single one of these guys has a flight tonight to somewhere, yeah. <laughs> and it's not home. 
So they're just looking to get through this and go to Barbados or Ibiza or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah, they're or, uh, yeah, they're they're definitely all heading somewhere. Christian is going to have a blast going to whatever backcountry hunting trip he's going on. <laughs> like I, I assume. Um, he seems like there's a lot of pictures of him on beaches. I, I think he's uh, I think he likes to spend some time. And he 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 apparently golfs with Aaron Long and Christian Roldan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- there was a very I, I I'm not going to support or I'm not going to like so, you know pretend that we have anything to do with this. But John Muller actually had a really really good article uh, in the Athletic about Christian Pulisic's um, chess. Mm. Uh, it was it was it was a it was a very good article. I read it last night while I was eating my uh, cocoa pebbles at like two a.m. Um, because I have children who don't always like to sleep so much. Um, at least you also have cocoa pebbles. I do have cocoa pebbles. There might be a relationship between the not sleeping and the cocoa pebbles. I don't <laughs> exactly know, but who's to say, really? Um, so, so I thought I thought Aronson. I, we we talked a little bit at, at the top about Musa, um, but before we talk about Musa, why don't we talk about what's really important, and that is, I really hope that that ad is is not something bad because I called it important um and, uh, and like every now and then they they give me something that that makes me queasy um we'll see we'll sorry see. It's, it's just your podcast it's a personal endorsement of everything yeah I, I I personally endorse uh the pickup artist because I think that scamming women into dating you is a really really good thing that we do in a, as, a, as a society um <clears throat> I want to be clear to my wife who listens to this podcast that I'm being sarcastic I just, I just want that to be clear for a second. Um, Yunus Musa was, 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 he's, I, 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 it's tough because you know, those running backs um, and, and they're, they're running backs who like you watch them play and early in their career and late in their career, they look the exact same. Um, Mike Hart is a good example or, or, or um, Adrian Peterson. I, I'm not using the, the, the talent level here. I'm using the, the <laughs> um, but Mike Hart's a good example. Um, or, or Davion Smith from Michigan, or um, L.J. Scott from Michigan State. If we're gonna, if we're gonna do that, right? Like their freshman year and their senior year, they more or less are the same player. They're just getting more reps and more carries, um, and that's that's it. They're bad. Eunice Musa, since he came in, looks the exact same to me. It's just that I find myself instead of it being once a game, now three or four times a game, and I assume eventually it's gonna be seven or eight times a game where I'm like, he is really good. He's really, really good. He was a little better. He didn't get stuck on the ball as much. He had, I, I, I actually was looking out for it because we, we talked about it like that like last final ball thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I was looking for it. And he had a couple where he like he got to the, I'm going to call it the Darlington-Nagby zone. Um, and, and he like actually did make the pass instead of trying to like dribble through another person. And, and uh <laughs> It started to get to the point too where it was feeling like he was having a personal duel with the goalkeeper and he was just never gonna score. <laughs> I think it's every goalkeeper. Like he's just never gonna score a goal for us. He's gonna he's gonna be a, a locked in starter until twenty thirty four and just like never score a goal. Can I do my blood sport reference now? Yeah, go. <laughs> okay. I'm assu- all right. I'm gonna assume if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Blood Sport. If you haven't <laughs> seen Blood Sport, turn this podcast off, go watch it, and then resume. Hold on, hold on. Uh, anyway. No. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, you know the scene towards the end at the final fight where uh, Frank Dukes is fighting uh, Chan Lee and he's had the sand thrown in his eyes and he's blind and whatever. He's kind of sure. like reaching out and screaming. That's kind of what felt like where Yunus Musa was at the end when he drew the red card. He got like... He got knocked down. He had like mud in his mouth. He's like reaching to the heavens yes. <laughs> to get up and knock something out at that point. Just win the fight and walk off. It was amazing. It was. It was. It was delightful. Um, also, I, I guess now is the time to talk about that red card. Was that a red card? <laughs> Which red card? The Paul Ariola or the Fallen Musa? Yes, but you know, I was talking about the Musa one, but it, it felt very. Uh, very light orange to me. <laughs> so you can debate if he was going to get to that through ball, but he was definitely like the last defender. 
and he brought him down kind of from behind. And it was a makeup call. <laughs> yes, but then also <laughs> that's what I was getting. At. If, if Ariola was a yellow, that would have been a yellow. Because yeah. we've also seen Concacaf officiating. Is was it the the Jamaica home game? It was like a minute in, and like Ariola or someone was going to be like cleaning on goal, and he gets like horse collared, and it was like a yellow. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's it's all the situation. If that if the first red card hadn't been given, the second one wouldn't have been given. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't even know what the first one was. I was just so excited. I was just so excited that stuff was hitting the fan. I didn't even really watch the replays too much. Was the Ariola one a legit red? No. Uh, Twitter seemed to disagree, but no. Uh, it was like a tough challenge. It was a yellow. It was a yellow for sure. Um, but it was not. Yeah, but I don't think like Ariola going forward. A straight red usually means you're suspended for a couple games, right? So I guess he's. Is, is, does that apply to Nations League? So I guess he's not going to play in September. I'm sure he's crushed. So I I don't know if this is true. Can we, can we fact check this on Twitter? But apparently El Salvador had 0.02 XG tonight. No, the, uh, the shot they scored on was 0.02. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, we're, we're we're way too far into this to not have the Paul Carr. Did we normally have the Paul Carr by now? Found on a job. Got it. He's probably like, I would. 0.87 Point eight seven to point point eight seven to point one six. Wait, we only got point eight seven. Yep, we I had a lot of the ball, not, but not like a lot the, of shots. Well, I mean, was it McKenney had that kind of point blank header that got saved? Yep, Ferreira had the cleared by a, had the one cleared by a, like a defender running back. Jesus Ferreira had a cut or Ferreira, uh Musa had a couple. I don't know, guess we were like one point five ish. Yeah, we were at a solid .87. Um, we'll count it up again. Yeah, but but uh, we, we subscribe to the Paul Carr XG here. It, it, it's what we do. Um, but Sorry to argue. <laughs> um, I thought I thought Aronson looked bright again. Um, I, I I think that like given given the nature of um, his first uh, situation with the uh, with the eight. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been really nice to see him, uh, competent there. Um, we, uh, we are joined here. I, I, I don't know if, uh, this is a visual medium, um, uh, but, but my co-hosts are now looking at the random person in the background, uh, friend of the pod, first guest of the pod, hey. uh, Dr. Conti on the call. Um, hey. he, he was here watching with me. Um, but, but yeah, I thought Aronson looked good. Is, is there just like a, a man like lurking around your house with beer while your kids are sleeping in the other room? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's nine forty five. Is a random guy walking in the background with, with Trulies? It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's one part. It's one part. You know, family home. One part. I wish you guys house. could see my screen right now. Somebody just responded. I tweeted something about the Bloodsport reference, and somebody responded with the correct GIF. I'm so proud right now. Uh, and it has been retweeted. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, so anyways, back to Brandon oh, Aaron. Great news. Uh, click. Hold on, I have great news. Uh, we have mathematically qualified for the Gold Cup out of <laughs> Nations League. So much like it felt to qualify for the World Cup, you can put your worries aside. We will be there to defend the Copa Oro. <laughs> Oh, good. I was worried. Our Nations League suck. Yeah. It, I'm... Uh, Let's combine with South America. Make a good Nations League. It's, like, I, I went through that weird tangent when it was, like, two weeks ago about how we could... How I would, like, divide up, like, a, a MLS Liga Mackey's merger and, like, try to justify, like, travel times where it's, like, travel time from, like, Dallas to Mexico City is, like... Like, Dallas playing a, a road game you know, at Club America is like a easier travel day than like most of the Western conference teams they play against. Um, it's increasingly difficult when you try to convince playing games, uh, I don't know, on the I-95 corridor and flying to Buenos Aires. Cause it's like a 13 hour flight. 
like South America is not close to North America. There's it is no not around that. Some some people some some sometimes people will like say things like, oh, like let's just do every year like a, or every other year a combined Copa America. And it's like, I don't think you understand how far Chile is from where we are. It, well, it would it have to be like hosted. I mean, Mexico City could host. Like you just pick host countries and you fly the team there and they stay there for a month. Yeah. And it'd be fine. Yeah. I, I would love for the United States to, to every other summer fly and play games in Santiago or Buenos Aires or, or pick pick your city oh, in South America. That would be that'd be spectacular. Mm-hmm. For yeah. our team, and and I think that the nation would get into it. Like, yes, you can't do home and away and all this crap. You can't be flying all around, but just be like, I I I, I hear you. Calendar. Yeah, I, I I hear you, and I raise you a rainy night on a Tuesday in San Salvador. <laughs> <sighs> Playing I mean, basketball like, with mittens on, man. This <laughs> has nothing to do with the sport. And and that's the thing is that like. Like we're it's it's I give us a lot of credit because we got about forty minutes into this of like taking this game seriously, sort of. Um, but like it's, mm. it's this is not a game to take serious. Like I like I look I really really want to talk about Haji Wright and I really really want to talk about the flying fish that was Jordan Morris's header. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he looked like he looked like like a fly like just like woo, um, like like a like a a, 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 a Scottish uh, uh, ski jumper. Um, but, uh, um, but, but like that game was not to be taken seriously. Like, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that we got a draw because we hadn't lost to, to El Salvador since like 92 or something. Um, but like that game was ridiculous. It was dumb. It was so dumb. It was just, it was so, so dumb. Uh, Um, and like, and it sucks. I feel bad. I feel for Haji right because he actually needed like a statement game, and in the 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 circumstances just didn't really facilitate like a ton of true chance creation. Like had Haji Wright started against Morocco instead of at El Salvador, we might be like he has to be on the roster, and it has nothing to do with the player. It has everything. To do with I, have, the I have I have a conspiracy theory. You want to hear my conspiracy theory? It, did Burhalter like set him up? Burhalter did this so that when when we come out of this window, he can say, "Well, Jesus for a goal scoring nine, Haji Wright. You know, we gave him the chance, and we had to pull him at half. We you know it, we we couldn't do it with him. That's my theory. Well, he, loves, he loves him some Jesus the, the one really good moment he had, like letting the ball run and spinning, and um, mm-hmm. you know going down the line, he then screwed up by not playing the ball early enough. Like you could see Aronson like running wide open down the middle, and like every watching was like pass, 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 and he waited too long and it got blocked. So I mean, it's easy to say from where we're sitting, but like the one really good moment also was like, no, you didn't play it fast enough. And 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 that brings us back to like the whole point about the nine discussion is you can throw his name in the hat, but it's still a hat, right? Like like it, he's not. Yeah. It's, it's tough. A, it's a Ferrera shaped hat at this point. Yeah. So what's tough with Haji, right? Like, uh, like sequencing matters. So he just got his shot, and let's assume that Burhalter doesn't think that it went well. He's not going to get his next shot in September. But a guy like Jess Sargent, if he scores a couple of goals in the championship, like he is going to get another look. Whereas Haji Wright can go back to Turkey and score a couple of goals before the September window and his, he had his chance. So like, I don't know. It sucks. It well, sucks it, for him. It's not interesting that you bring up Sargent because if you, if I said pick another striker in the pool, who's most similar to Jesus Ferreira. It's Sargent. It's probably Sargent. Yeah. I mean, it's Sargent. It, it's, it is. It, it's it it has been supposed to it was supposed to be sergeant for two years now mm-hmm. and how, he, how funny he, would it be is if if like we we go into the world cup with josh sergeant as our starting nine for whatever reason and it's like that was a whole lot of of, of stress and talk and words spilled and it's like and at the end it's the guy who we thought it was going to be in play it's like that it's like that meme of like the astronaut like 
with holding the gun to the astronauts like always has been it's always been josh's origin i was actually i i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie burn after reading have you ever seen it okay describe it apparently i saw the rom-com earlier no so so saturday night my wife and i were watching burn after reading because she was like oh i heard it was really good and i said you're not gonna like this movie and she was like no no no, i heard it's really good and then we watched it and then she said i didn't like it but um, at the end of the movie, J.K. Simmons, the CIA director, um, like goes through everything that happened in the movie. He's like, okay, so the, he's dead? Yeah. He's on a plane to Venezuela. Why is he on a plane to Venezuela? We don't have extradition with Venezuela. Pay attention. And he like goes through everything. And at the end of it, it's like, well, what did, what, what did we learn? And it was like, not to do it again? But what was it? I fuck fine now i don't know and then the movie just ends and that's how i feel about our nine discussion like like that's what i feel about our nine discussions like what lesson did we learn i don't know i I really i'm already talking i'm talking myself into sergeant already i I would like to go back and look at like because sergeant played in like the, the 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 darkness of like this team when like there was we did not control games and generate scoring chances when Sargent was on the field. And that's kind of like a disservice to him. Like, I don't know if his movement, I don't, I don't know if there's anything special that Jesus Ferreira does that like makes the players around him tick. I think that he's like a, he's a smart soccer player who he's got a good first drop touch. deep collect and, and he will, and he will make like the, yes, he has a, he has a good first touch and he will make smart runs, but I don't like, I still think that Josh Sargent makes, smart runs and has a good touch and like if you play him with the 2022 iteration of all these players instead of like the 2019 iteration of this team maybe it looks very different but he he got so many chances in a row with like dead fish teams that couldn't score yeah he got written off and now some games it's like oh god if we could just hit our xg like we'd be totally like I kind of feel you on that, but also I think Sergeant might be part partly to blame for that. So, yeah, I, and and, that, and I you, that's what I can. I like, don't know how I don't know how much I get you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like my thing know. with I, but, my, my thing with Sergeant is that I think that Sergeant is is, and we've talked about this a year ago, maybe um, about how Josh Sergeant is the best striker we have at everything other than being a goal scorer. Like he's 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 great at in the press. He's great. Um, he's great in link up. He's willing defender. He does everything else. He just like doesn't seem to be a goal scorer anymore. Um, but the thing is, is that if he's in the championship and he's pumping in goals and he's seeing the ball going in the back of the net, like even even with Bremen last year, not or two years ago, like he still had these moments where he would just like drop step and fire a ball, and you're like, oh right, this kid came up as like a cocky score um like like if he sees the ball go in the back of net four or five times uh in the first month you know because they're starting i think i think the championship is starting on the same schedule as the premier league in 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 like august 6th you know he goes through that first month month and a half and he sees the ball go in the back of the net four or five six times you know who knows maybe he gets that swagger back the problem oh, being i'm literally on transfer market right now and Temu puki is 32 so he's young enough that he can still start, but old enough that nobody in the Premier League is going to buy him. Uh, so I have a bad feeling that Josh Sargent is going to be a right winger again this year. Well, Josh, uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, do, 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 we, do we want to talk about Tim Weah being our best player, or Christian Pulisic getting fouled every time he touched the ball or anything? I don't know. Rolling around in the mud looked fun. I it wanted somebody super to did. They could do uh, like the best ever knee slide, but sadly it did not happen. Well, it's because Josh, I would like to... or Jordan Morris isn't about that life. Uh, yeah, I just want to. I just want to once again point out that the Seattle Sounders had to bail out the men's national team again. <laughs> All right, can we point? Can we talk about for a second? My favorite thing about Jordan Morris is that he has no neck. His head just goes <laughs> straight into his shoulders. It's amazing. Him and uh, Blanco. There's, yep. there's just no neck. Up him, there. And, him and Carter Vickers both could have been like linebackers like or, like, or like, like hybrid like edge rushers in the NFL if they had like elected to play a different sport growing up. They're both built. 
like you all right you, you can like you can see a lot of like similarities in builds like Ferreira, Pulisic, like Adams, like they're, they're, they're similar body types. And then you've got like him, <laughs> you've got, you got Morris, you've got Carter Vickers, like you Wayne Rooney, kinda, fine. Wayne Rooney's the captain of that squad. Like they're just, <laughs> they're just, I don't know. They're built different. Built different. Um, I, so, so I, th- there was a discussion during the depths of the stupidity that was this game that, uh, that Nico and I, again, he's here with us. Um, we're talking about whether Weston McKinney, if he had not moved to Germany for six years in his youth, would have been a running back. Um, and I think so. I think, I think he's got the build for it. I think, I think that he, he runs a little bit weird, but I think that had he, that he, had he stayed in Texas, I think, I think that he would have been. Uh, 30 pounds is D1. Yeah, 30 pounds, 30 pounds you, you add on to him. You know, he, he could take it. He could take it. He's an elite athlete. Burhalter's like talked about that, where he's like, he's like a guy on this team that it, there's always like, oh, if our best athletes played like soccer, like, like what would the national team look like? They're like, he's a, Christian Pulisic's like five foot ten, and I've seen him dunk a basketball. Like these guys aren't slouches. Like we need to like get rid of this notion that like, oh, they're they're the guys who who got cut from like, like JV football, so now they're professional soccer players making millions of dollars in Europe. Like that's a ridiculous statement, think, but people make it all the time. Yeah, I think when you I hear think... athlete though, you, you, when you hear athlete though, you picture like six four guy that runs a four three and can you know Calvin Johnson vertical four. Yeah, it's, it, it like, is. There's athlete, yeah. and then there's athlete. Well, it's like an American centric idea of like what a professional athlete is. But like LeBron James, who, if you ask most Americans on the street, like who's the the greatest pure male athlete of all time? Like he, his name would come up quite a bit because he's, what was he, like six foot nine, like 265 pounds and just can run like crazy, jump out the gym. He would not, if he was born in Barcelona, he, uh, he would never he wouldn't fit he's not like a soccer sized individual then they would say oh the best athlete of all time is Messi who couldn't be more different like in physical stature but, yeah. from LeBron James one he'd be playing keeper and he would be the best keeper of all time two our best athlete of of, of our generation is is not actually LeBron James it's not actually Calvin Johnson it's Allen Iverson who is 511 um like Allen Iverson is sure. Like, like when I talk about who would be the best American soccer player of all time if our people played soccer, it's Allen Iverson because the dude had the balance, like, like had all of the messy characteristics except that he was insane, right? Like, Messi, like Mike Vick would have been unreal at this. Um, Bunkers. like, like Nate, Nate Robinson actually, like yeah, five nine player. corners. Like you're like you're talking about people who run four threes at five nine have complete control over their bodies, and you're like. Oh, but also you got that dog in you, which I don't know that Bessie has that dog in him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't, don't think have... that you don't think that Messi's got the, the the hardness? I just don't know that he's got that dog in him. Like that boy nice, for sure. He's definitely got that boy nice, but I don't think that he has that dog in him. Man, that's a <laughs> he grew up getting the crap kicked out of him in our I yeah. he, I he's got a little dog in him. I think <laughs> well, he has he... to. I, I don't think that he shows it in like a conventional way that like, or in a way that like Americans identify with like, with it. But like when you see him get fouled, like 25 yards from goal, like slightly off center and he, he gets up slowly. He doesn't really make eye contact. with anyone. he like, he casually bends down and like reties his boots. Like, you know, inside of his head, it is, he's just seeing red at that point. And then he just laces one upper 90, well, like, He's you, got fire in him. Do you remember? Was it last summer? Two summers ago? Whenever they won the uh, Copa America, like he oh was, yeah, uh, the keeper. I forget he was like the keeper was dancing or something when he saved a penalty, and then they beat him in the. the it was Emmy Martinez, right? Yelling, Baila, Baila Ora, Baila Ora, dance now. It was uh, <laughs> okay. They, they were they were, they were pretty into that. They were pretty into that. Copa yeah, America. Messi's Messi's. He's just he's understated. I'm trying to think of like an American like equivalent. Of someone who's like who's like the silent killer. Well, like that's this messy. is not going to be a great. Uh, like, this is going to be a dated reference. Do you remember when? Uh, oh, it must have been when, when we was at the Marlins when Miggy Miguel Cabrera got uh, knocked knocked down, got up, didn't even brush himself off, and hit a home run on the next pitch. Yeah, like that's the that's the kind of response I think Messi's going to give you. You like, don't charge. You don't charge the mound. You you just yeah. you hit dingers. Yes. Like, like, I, I guess there's like a certain element of like, okay, 
Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Like that type of dog. Whereas the, the type of uh, dog in him that I'm talking about is the Allen Iverson, um, you know, maybe go to jail for starting a riot thing. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gets that. You, don't, you don't necessarily need that. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, so El Salvador, let's put a bow on that. <laughs> We didn't lose. This is as sloppy as the field the team played on tonight. I want to give a uh, place. Yeah, I want to say thank you to our uh, to our panelists. Um, you can find Ben at bath at halfspaces dot com. Uh, there will be, a, I guess, a review of this game. I, I don't, I don't want to obligate you. I'm not going to rewatch and grade that, but I'll try to come up with something. I don't know what yet. Uh, ben will be uh, providing an, uh, uh, a dog in him raking of the U.S. men's national team. Um, so be on the lookout uh, up for that on halfspaces.com. You can find him on Twitter at BLHerald. Um, you can find Kevin on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. You can also find him on Reddit somewhere. Please let us know. Um, the, uh, the chuckles that you hear in the background, that's Dr. Conti. That's uh, MT Conti5523 on Twitter. Um, Tag him. Tell him things that about medicine that are wrong. It, he'll be fine with it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Diamonds Esquire. Uh, I'm not usually there, but I am usually the guy behind the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we uh, we want to thank our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decide to put in, assuming that it is <laughs> assuming that it is not uh, the pickup artist. Um, we want to thank WebMD for all of the services that they provide for the community. Um, the uh, the Instagram will be up and running uh, just around the time that uh, CONCACAF uh, referees are consistent. So we'll let you know. Um, obviously, uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local uh, El Salvadoran landscaper um, because they had a rough, rough go of it uh, in San Salvador tonight. So they, they probably need to pick me up. Um, but uh as always, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.